a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this incredibly cool episode, Elsa Dillon returns to talk to us about all sorts of fascinating stuff having to do with ETs, ancient DNA, comets. Guys, this is a fascinating conversation. If you missed her first time on the show here, I'm going to go ahead and link it below. Check that episode out as well. Uh, all the ways, of course, to find us also are going to be located down in the show notes. Make sure you'll check that out. All the ways to support, new t-shirts, all that cool stuff. But without any further ado, let's get to this incredibly cool conversation, guys, with Elsa Dillon. Welcoming back to the show, of course, uh, the amazing Elsa Dillon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Gosh, Thanks so for good to see me. you. Absolutely, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh, lots happened since we spoke, and of course, uh, with these uh, bring them back, so you get to just skip all the all the intro stuff. And you guys check out the link in the show notes. I will be linking her first episode, episode one sixty two back in the archive there down below so you can just check that out and definitely definitely give it a listen it's one of our highest played episodes everybody loves it everyone uh, loves you and your family um you'll have some incredible experiences and like i said we've had some updates since then that i'm so much looking forward to hanging out with you and talk about so it's good to see you again so uh yes you guys are all doing well what's the overall vibe within the um dylan family lately the overall vibe in the dylan family is uh how much um like meeting with yourself and we were just speaking about how we're connecting the tribe and it and it and everywhere we go people we meet whether they're in australia at the shops or overseas in zooms it just feels like like you said it's just the purpose it's the random it's it's a, it's a setup it's a it feels so much like a show now it uh, nothing is coinkidinks anymore at all synchronicity almost feels like a silly word because it's uh it's a setup it's really a show so going back to a year coming out to now wow I I'm just uh I'm 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 beyond blown away now it's just like wow 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 yeah it's like wow's become the boring word <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we need a we need a ex, uh, extended vocabulary. I say incredible, fantastic, amazing, awesome. It's it, all you know. There's too little of wor impact in those words to describe what what's occurring. I agree. Yeah, and I do see separation, but I also see them uh, being pulled with us, with in a good way. It's really good. It's uh, there has been. Um, you know, since I've seen you, we've had our biggest car accident. <laughs> then we had a, a shipwreck, literally, like a full-on Mayday alert, and Richard's out in the ocean and the back of the motor is coming off the boat. 
<laughs> There's really big sharks out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, the other big one is I had this. Uh, so we talked about how you can trigger others. So a lot of people say they meet us and then they start seeing beings and or craft or they can't start seeing orbs or angels. And it's not me that did it. It's just they've connected with my water molecules and it's triggered in them now. It's awakened them. It's awakened that little light in the molecules in their body and their molecules are going, see, we told you you could do this. <laughs> Let's do it. And it can be full on. You know, if if you're not pre- if you haven't done your homework or you haven't prepared your body, it can be intense. Some people, it causes discomfort or disease. But if you're ready for wow, there comes that word again. <laughs> we need a new we need a new wow word because geez, they they they'll send me emails, they'll contact me. I've seen a craft. I've had my ghost. I've contacted my incarnations. Like, and it doesn't stop for them. It just keeps going and going. And I say, well, now you're on path. You know, you've connected with your thing. And some people have no ET connections, or some people have uh, they're only they're only talking to flowers or something, or they're only talking to um animals or that they're they're connecting with something it's the same for the people who do like motivational speaking and stuff like that they change you you know there's something in tony robbins that can get on stage and just go oh this huge hands and he just makes you feel powerful right and empowered and it's his message and purpose but what's really cool is is this is happening with all of us all the time it's just that that one's um you can charge for you know what i mean or you can see like someone charging for but in my mind again it's no less than um, going to someone for Reiki or going to someone just to sit in your presence, exchange some molecule vibes, like unlock some shit in me. There are all sorts of things out here that we take for granted, I think, and not we in a huge sense, but there's there's a lot of woo-woo that's actually incredibly scientific that folks are now starting to see. And then something like this, it's like a proximity motivator. I think that's awesome. Just being by you is like a, a whole weekend with Tony Robbins. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and we we warn people that uh, meet with us or do sessions with us that don't think you're just picking up on my energy. You're collecting my whole family plus all the beings that they're, they're in touch with at the moment or connecting with or about to connect with. So you're tapping into that. So be kind to yourselves <laughs> because uh, – it can, it's the same for us. Sometimes it, t- it takes a while for us to download it or absorb it or mani- not manifest it, but um, allow it to sit in, in there. And, and it, well, basically it's recolonizing in your, in your body. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And it shift, shifts the way you think. Of course. It, I mean, and what's so interesting about this is is think of like a three-family home, like mom, uh, dad, and then a child. It's, it doesn't matter. Uh, mom, dad, child, okay? And you can think of if mom and dad are in harmony and child is not, then that's okay. You sort of still two legs to stand on and, and that's and it's still pretty balanced and, and at least strong enough on one side that the energy carries to love the other and all of that. But your pillars are incredibly stable and you have how many? <laughs> 
Yeah, I. <laughs> so you have this incredible family, and you're all cohesive and on the same mission together. So you all vibrate at this incredible frequency, and so of course it would be embodying all of this. And then you know, now I'm just curious if, with you speaking about lineages, if this is sort of a lineage thing, like if if a vibe in a person or their ability to heal has to do with how many people before them, let's say, air quotes, in their lineage were also of not only were all capable, right, but perhaps in tune with and then enhanced and then brought that forth in their DNA, maybe even at a secret level. This is why you see these um, people coming out and they're like witches and they had witches in their lineage, but none of their family admitted to it because they'd have been burned and shit, right? They keep it suppressed. So it's sort of this lineage of awesomeness that translates down through the DNA that's absolutely fascinating. And then to think about how ETs are so interested in DNA, um, what what do you think that's about? Do you think that there's anything to that? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a big topic. Uh, it's, um, DNA is definitely a uh, lineage, line, ancestral or uh, has a lineage and the reason they're interested in DNA and they always check on DNA is because of that. It's a confirmation. Of course, they'll give you a hundred reasons why they're doing a blood check of the baby that's just been born, but there's only one real reason. They're checking for the blood type. Why are they checking for the blood type? To see what you can support in your system, in your temple. And if you can support a certain DNA, then uh, you could be someone that they've been looking for. And this goes back in the Bible when they were looking for Jesus, where he was going to be born. They wanted to find him. They had, they knew he was coming. And they do this in history. They, uh, we uh, Not last night, the night before, we had the huge wand craft go through our place again. This is twice now in one month. And everyone says to us, oh, yes, that's the Starlink, that's Elon's. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know why? Because I've done the maths and so has Richard. We've done the maths for a few weeks now on this because before we even open our mouths, we make sure that we it's, it is what it is. And the happening happened to us with three kids, uh, sorry, three of us, and now it's happened with eight family members, so twice it's happened. It's in our vision. It's lower than an aircraft. It's lower than um, where aircraft travel. It's way bigger than a satellite. A satellite is um, a certain length. So just say it's the whole length of my kitchen. And it travels at 500,000 kilometers from Earth. I can only see two or three kilometers in day and five at night. The air traffic travels at 12 kilometers. This thing that we're seeing is way lower. It's clear. We can see the lights. It's in the two-kilometer range. It has no noise. So in our reality, everything that's a uh, mechanical craft or a car has, or a, a kitchen appliance makes a noise, right? How can something so big have no noise? So then it brings me to a smear campaign. They knew the wand was coming. They knew this magic wand was coming. So let's bring out Starlink satellite. 
Starlink satellite, if you see how fast it travels, you can't, it, it travels nine times around the orbit of Earth or something in one hour. It's something crazy. There's no way my little iPhone would be able to capture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my iPhone's not NASA. <laughs> oh. You know, so. Thank God. That's why it works. Yeah. So, you know, come back to the, you know, if people want to reality things, come back to the, the reality of it. And, and instead of opening your mouth and saying, oh, that's that, actually go, is that that? And what is happening before me? Is this really happening before me? Why is it happening before me? Ask the question. So whether it's a satellite or whether it's a sore leg or whether it's um, an animal crossing or whatever happens to you, ask you know, what is happening before me um, because it's it's talking to me, what's happening before me. The show is talking to me for me to realize it. And uh, it, it's it, so getting out in front of this, I want to I want to talk more about this. So wh what do you think is the deal? So do you think that there are several things like this that occur where they'll put something out knowing something is coming? Let, let's say, for instance, that they yeah. know well, um, this is a this is a big one. And uh, it took me a lot to realize because it sounds egoic. The year that I found out about Neff was the same year that the movie Frozen came out with Elsa. Now, they've changed all the characters' names from Hans Christian Andersen, the original story. They've changed all the names. Not, they don't normally change all the names that dramatically, so why did they change her to Elsa? And I had never really heard of an Elsa much in the press before. Uh, there is another Elsa that's in the press a lot as well, um, which is interesting because she lives in Byron. <laughs> Uh, and they do it so that when you Google search it, it's very clever. And We've that's what they're doing with the too. Starlink thing. And But it sounds like how can that be a smear campaign? Smear campaigns are, you know, where they put a dirty story on them. And I said, well, if they're doing one story, they can do the other. They can do any story they want. To make up a story is making up a story. It's This is childlike behaviour. It's so easy to do. It doesn't cost anything. It's easy just to say, okay. So people say they uh, see that uh, through the looking glass and they can look to a certain point and it's military and space soldiers and all this. Well, if they can look through, they can see who's coming. So if they knew who was coming <laughs> or they knew meaning even this UFO wand that was coming, well, let's, okay, well, how are we going to debunk that one? Okay, well, we'll call it a satellite. Now, the other last major craft sighting was the Phoenix lights back in 97, which I was there for in Sedona on a photo shoot. I know. I didn't book it. The fashion engineer did. She was obsessed about going there to the location where there's also hieroglyphs in Sedona. Yeah. I didn't book it. She booked it <laughs> <laughs> on that time. But uh, with the Sedona Phoenix lights, that went for three months. 
you when you when you think that it only went when you hear of it in the press or the news, you think it only went for that one night. You do your research on it and dig deep. And this went over through Mexico. Three months they sighted this these Phoenix lights. Lots. It was like, it was like three hundred people reported in. They're the ones that reported in. So now we have this wand coming through, which has been cited in US as well. So how do we get rid of that? Well, we bring in a story beforehand. So then it gives everyone, oh, that's that. <laughs> that makes everyone feel good. <laughs> There's an awesome quote, uh, widely disseminated misinformation is information until discredited. And that's John Anthony West. The dude who was talking about the Sphinx and he got together with Robert Schock, uh, you know, and that idea is absolutely true. And this is why um, you see, you know, newspapers and everything, the media and everything just pushing information constantly. It's, and, and it's information. And then the, even the idea of misinformation being actual information that's discrediting the misinformation to become information. It, it's a it's a silly game. And as long as I think we walk through that. And so I'm just going to say it again. Widely disseminated misinformation is information until discredited. Thank you, John Anthony West, for that. But this is the idea of just blanketing out everything and saying, yep, prove it wrong. You know, we we knew it was coming. And then the idea of like this, this ties into like, perhaps they do have intimate contact with people that are, or entities rather, that are saying, hey, this is coming in, so you might want to get ahead of it. Uh, same thing as perhaps some uh, chronovisor technology. Allegedly, this idea that they can, uh, they have a device where they can see any point in any time and potential timelines and all of those things. So then you could say, well, if it's coming in in all those timelines and they have to get a how to ahead of it and they have to say, okay, well, perhaps we need to come up with a story or a smear campaign or a smoke screen, you know, and stuff like that. You know, this could tie into, do you think that this is what's going on with the chemtrails and stuff? Do you think it's more just hiding things in the sky rather than uh, poisoning us or a little bit of both? I have so many goose pimples talking to you. You are just like, seriously, okay, so this is a perfect example of now Brandon and Elsa have come together again and I feel like you're remote viewing me before I've even spoken. So why, mum, do they want to poison us? Why are they why are they doing noughts and crosses in the sky? This is our little girls talking to me back in uh, 2011. Mum, why are they keep drawing in the sky? I look up. I have no idea what that is. So I go and dig deep, get all the smear campaign, dig a little deeper. What is going on? What? And then I, I see it. 2017 comes and not only um, are they, have they been spraying with this one plane, they've brought in new planes. These new planes now have not only one jet on each wing, but like four. So now it goes from dots and crosses to blankets really quickly. Yeah. And that's that's fine. We can deal with that. Then we go, Australia goes through the bushfires, very planned. Um, dig deeper. There's a huge train line going in. It's it's a government website. You can look it up. <laughs> I'm not hiding it. Uh, that's where the bushfires were. Really? It's a co-winky-dink that that's where the bushfires were? Okay, well, there you go. Um, I'm not here to give you data, but I'm here to say I lived through those bushfires. I was on alert to leave, as was California went through. Very similar. Then we had the floods. 
Now I have um, a gentleman that I listen to in the UK who helped me evacuate people in Australia because he reads the skies. What a great man. His name's uh, Robert Deutsch, and he's a great man. He reads he the get- skies so he can see by chemtrailing what's going to occur as far as natural disasters go, or is it yeah. more than just chemtrailing? I, I won't say the word, that word. Oh, okay. <laughs> we call them plane. I only say it because I don't want anyone to get you know, we'll kicked off. We call them off. trailing. You know, and I agree trailing. with you. On, yeah. I, I agree with you on this also. And I am. Um, would like to take a second to share a little alchemization technique that I've used uh, for this because you know uh, where I'm at now. It's like yeah, we see stuff going on at a certain perspective. And you know, when you said dig a little deeper, and then you didn't stop there. You you continue to say dig a little deeper and went a few more levels down. And I I think that this occurs on any level of anything. I think that let's say that there is a some sort of idea that this uh, revelation of the method, like they have to tell you what's going on, then perhaps they, right, whatever they is, uh, you know, they have to tell you what's going on. Then perhaps there are so many levels to this thing to where uh, you get to a certain point to where it's like, okay, no, it's just contrails. And then some people turn away and walk off and they're not interested in that message. And then some people go, no, and they dig a little deeper. And then it's chemtrails and they find all this barium and strontium and they find all these things that are occurring because of this stuff. But then perhaps also after that point, one could say that maybe it's just something that's blanketing the skies to create a reaction to incite uh, panic and fear perhaps, or perhaps like this alchemization opportunity that I'm about to uh, reveal that I use is, is I use them as a dude, thank you. Now I don't have so far to bounce my love waves off back to the earth. You know what I mean? I bounce them shits off of that. It's all love. It's all love. It's all love. And I just use them to reflect back on. So it's, it's not in my mind, something that is going to, and, and is meant to actually physically damage us. Now, if there are toxins being sprayed all of us all the time, I have, uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of ideas to this. So if we if we fall the woo-woo way down, then one could say, let, let, let's say that we live in a place that's changing and not everybody is ready to change. So what they do is that they modify the environment to incentivize people to change. And actually to survive, you have to change, right? Adapt to survive. And so if, like you said about it being put out in front, let's say that our sun changed, let's say the age of Aquarius, something happened here, the Schumann resonance, things are changing physically, I'm electric. And so I know a lot of us have talked about this as well, but it's if things are buzzing to that level, rather than people just losing their shit and dying off all all crazy, perhaps there is some sort of toxic injection here because then what it does is it fortifies you enough to be able to then seek better health options or you fall out because maybe the levels of toxins were an indicator. It's like saying, okay, you're either going to do something about this and choose a healthier option, or you're not going to survive what's coming next no matter what we do, right? It's sort of this baseline indicator that if you can't pass this, this IQ test right here, then man, what's coming? And when the sun kicks on and people just start flying around and we can teleport and shit, you're not going to be able to handle it. So let's just go ahead and use this as a benchmark. And so I feel that we've been going through these sort of like, uh, I don't want to call them like, periods of separation because they're not it's it's choice points are all choice points because you could choose to do this or not and, and there's no right or wrong answer so it just feels like there's these opportunities is the word that i'm looking for thank you for that and it feels like there's these gates that open and they're like hey would you like to hop in this new dimension with us and we're like yeah fuck yeah and so we go do it and that it, it takes this energetic level to be able to uh hold and and embody so again back to sort of this adaptation of environment ahead of extreme environmental changes now i don't think this perhaps is sort of going to be like a, a meteor or something like that. You know, it, it really, again, feels like this mental, emotional, and 
um, nervous system prep for this like extremely amazing event that whatever's happened I don't know what it is but it's occurring all the all the time and it feels ramped up so again in this environment let's say you have a mountain and everybody's at the bottom but you're like guys you got to get to the top of the mountain and no one's doing it they're like no no, no we'd like it down here then you just drip water and you start slowly filling the environment until people migrate up to the mountain because they have no choice and this feels like what this ascension is now some people will hunker down and they'll just drown down there and that's fine and it has nothing to do with anything other than a choice it's just a choice to adapt to the environment but again here it feels like there's such a stronger emphasis on that it's not a physical environment that's changing but what environment is changing is everything which means it affects the physical yeah so do you feel that something big's coming yeah uh yeah i have for a while now so and i've been i've spoken about this recently but not a lot that i've just been fortifying myself to be the highest embodiment of whatever like my highest energies my nervous system uh, my emotions my mental capability of hiring the highest service that i can be to the greatest amount of people and i've been fortuitously fortuitously fortifying myself is that a word Fortuitously, there it is. It Fortuitously, is. Fortu <laughs> someone out there is yelling it. You know, it's one of those things you get stuck on, probably. So I always go, "Is that a real word, or it doesn't matter anymore?" It you know sounds I mean. so right. It's like the energy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you feel something. So my next question is because this will help me know where to go. Do you feel that you have um, been a part of it? The bigness coming. Are yes. you a part of the big yeah, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <sighs> so I'm at the water at the beach and I'm looking down and a huge creator crowd, cloud now face has been looking at um, the creator rocks in Byron Bay at the ocean there. And they call them, the indigenous call them the creator. So the creator is looking at the creator. I go, Wow, so creator is looking at creation because that's what we're here to do. We're here to create with our creations. So then the next day we go to the beach, this cloud now is uh, on on the horizon looking up. I go, whoa, okay, so you've had a big shift. Something's shifted and because you're a face again and it's a male face, so all right, so you've shifted again. So I'm looking at the water. And I'm seeing all the green on the sand. Now, I've been cleaning off uh, green plastic slime off our beautiful water fountain. Uh, so I cleaned it off a week ago and I'm cleaning it off in less than a week. And I peel it off and it comes off like plastic. I leave it on the ground. And normally algae, if you leave it on the ground, it disintegrates. This stayed there for four or five days. <laughs> Like, you know how you say leave McDonald's out in the sun? This is what this looked like. It was just not going anywhere. And I said to the kids, this is what's falling out in us. This is why we're a little bit ill. This is why our left side of our body might be hurting or we're twitching. So why are they making us weak? Why are they making us weak? If they live here with us, why are they making us weak? Are they above us? And I know. Because they're not above us. They're collecting energy. So where are they? Who are they? They is the big topic. <laughs> is they is they what the big feeling is? 
So I look at the ground and, you know, when you see the sand and it ripples, so it has bumps as it's leaving in the sand and on there is the green. Jeannie says, Mom, watch this. So she flicks the salt water and the water droplets land on the green and the green disintegrates like acid. I was like, wow, Jeannie, so that salt water is burning through that uh, fallout, the green stuff on the ground. Now, for the green stuff to be in the oceans, pretty, it's at extreme stages. And sometimes we have seen where we go to the ocean and it foam, there's foam on the water. That's extreme. So you know that it's there's been a lot. And even the ocean is having to digest it out. And uh, you, you don't want to be in that foam. That foam will make you ill. We uh, tend not to let the kids surf or anything in that because they get serious respiratory problems or um, strange rashes all over their body. And uh, so it's quite intense. This fallout that happens and cleaning the fountain, I'm looking at my pets. I see our chickens walking around and they've got a sore left leg like she. So I've got a chicken with a left limb and I've got a little girl with a left limb and I can feel my left knee and I've got a hundred other people around the world saying, so it's making us weak. Why, mum, are they making us weak? What works in you that needs to be weak? So I have an experience last week where I listened this is what we just talked about before, Brandon. I listened to a lady called uh, Vivian Chalet. I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right. And Jeff Dremer. And they have a show together and they have a huge profile and they've interviewed Mary. And so I, I listened to them because I really love their voices. They have lovely voices. And they had a gentleman on called Robert Potter. <laughs> and it came up on my screen live first thing in the morning and I was like wow I, I don't really watch many live shows so you really want me to watch this okay so I watch it I listen to Robert Potter and I listened to the show and I was actually uh, active in the show where I was in the the live chat found what Robert's story was amazing he said that a lot of people that are uh, shifting a lot of them have missions to do and they will get taken up in their dreams. And I said to Richard, I have had re we've had these reoccurring dreams that I have for, you know, two or three years where I feel like when I go to sleep, I'm not going to sleep. I'm actually going and performing a mission or a, a training. <laughs> and I come back and Richard always say to me in the morning, how would you sleep? And I said, oh, I had one of those trainings again he's like oh so you must be pretty tired yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I that was just my thing with Richard and then now I've got listening to this Robert gentleman saying it so Robert says it to me on the live and I turn the computer off and I fall into a coma sleep now I don't sleep through the day I find it very hard to even lie and meditate not I can't meditate like Richard does I fell asleep right here in the office. I slept for five hours straight. Um, Richard came home from shopping and the little girl said, Mum's asleep, be quiet, be quiet. Well, in our house when you say be quiet, for some reason um, everything gets louder. So the 
dogs come running through, um, you know, the, the chickens are getting chased by hawks, there's a pony loose in the veggie patch, you know, everyone's screaming, all the pots seem to drop. I did not wake. They had to come and check that I was breathing. I woke up and I had an incision all the way through my neck here on the left side. I didn't know I had a cut neck. The kids said to me, whoa, what is that on your neck? And I said, what's what on my neck? I couldn't feel anything. And they said, you need to come and have a look at this. And it was an incision all the way from my left to the middle of my throat. And Richard goes, wow, someone's really uh, wanting to uh, get your attention. And... Uh, there was no blood, there was no raised skin, there was no bruising, and there's no pain. But so now I have this mark on my neck, and we call it cutthroat. So I look into it, look into the metaphysics of it, and you know, meditate with it. And um, I went on a couple of Zooms and did not get good reactions at all. Um, a lot of people freaked out and thought that um, it was of not great things. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, oh, this is what we've been talking about. You know, this is, we knew this was going to happen to yeah. you. Well, because and then you're so- talking about physical manifestations of what one would consider an injury to the body. So now you're you're thinking possession. You're thinking of this stigmata, you know, type of an event yeah. to where, yeah, there's physical and like injuries. You look up cutthroat and the first few layers of cutthroat is not great either. But then cutthroat, you look through and cutthroat is someone that is a daredevil and someone that has uh, strategies and plotting. I went, you know, I actually, you know, I've had to be a daredevil lately and I've had to have strategy. And they're asking me to have strategy with this information. They didn't want me to come through straight away but they wanted me to come through with someone that would be able to uh, support it, and it's you. So <laughs> you're the first. Um, so it's us. We it's ha- we. It, it's me and the audience. It, it's all of us. S- That's what you it's, feel. It's all of us. Yeah, you said, I feel I feel the big coming, and so I just went, okay, I'm going to do this. Brandon can hold this energy with me. So, And my audience will um, help. Thank you all for helping share, hold this yeah, energy with us. Thank you. I think, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Thank you, because this is cool. We're all in this. So, so I, well, I sit with the information for a few days, and I don't jump on it. I let it manifest in me or recolonize in me. So I'm in the mirror and I'm saying, well, you know, how long is this mark going to be here? Because I'm not going online anymore until this is gone. And they said, it's till you understand. And do you, do you understand yet? You understand it's only on your left side. And the message that I got when I woke up from the coma was it's not food for the gods. It's food. It's not food of the gods. It's food for the gods. And I was like, oh, so this is a dietary thing. I know we're coming up to Lent. Is this a dietary thing? And they're going, yeah, this is a dietary thing. So hang on. Where does the food go? Now, I've talked about this before on interviews that we have parasites within us, aliens within us. The undercarriage is the underworld and the gods are in us. 
And by feeding the gods, you increase them in you and it changes how your personality is and it changes and shifts you and then you have uh, unusual requirements and, you know, all those darker ones or, you know, you hear of all the satanic ones, they have had been infiltrated by other things that they've fed their gods and it triggers something in that DNA. And so now the reason that my neck was cut was they are saying to me, if you want to have a clearer transmission through soul and spirit, you have to eliminate more of those foods of the gods. So what are the foods for the gods? What the, what are the gods? The, if the gods are if the gods are in us and they're parasites, what do parasites do? A parasite and bacteria are very different, and I didn't know this. A parasite or a virus, what is what we're talking about? A virus. No one knows how a virus got to Earth. They know how bacteria got to Earth. Bacteria came through meteors on frozen water meteors, and they brought life to planets. They still cannot tell you how a virus came to Earth. Viruses are ancient DNA. Now we're getting back to what you were asking me. <laughs> so Ooh. ancient, I know, I know, it gets, <laughs> this gets really deep. It's awesome. And I know you can, you can handle it. We're here. So a, a bacterial virus, the word viral means to penetrate, right? A virus cannot survive out of a host. It has to have a host. Bacteria can survive without a host. Bacteria will not kill you. A virus eventually does kill the host. They, they, They eventually do. A virus or bacteria is as big as a goldfish in a goldfish bowl Bacteria is as big as a giraffe next to this goldfish. So now you're getting a size difference. So when there's, when you have a lot of fallout in the skies, and I say to people, be um, if there's a lot of fallout, you need to do um, a, a cleanse because not only are we getting it, animals are getting it. It's because it's in the fallout. The the viruses are in the fallout. They that small. So then. <laughs> They show show me that they've developed technology where it's smaller than an ant's foot and it spirals like a seed. And I look at the information on this uh, mechanism or whatever they call it that they've developed which they're very proud of. The scientists are very proud because I'm it's sure. all about they they want to be in the in the air and in the environment so they can surveillance if there's oil spills. And I'm real. I'm like, really? That's your concern? Is oil spills? <laughs> I think it's a stair putting- step to making ants shoes. You know, little shoes <laughs> for ants. That's all it is. They it's just want to make sure they can make something that size. <laughs> I can't. I'm outside and I'm looking at ants going. I mean, I can see if they pick up a crumb, and I'm really excited for them because I'm like, "You come on, you can." They've got the, they got the crumb, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my gosh, where is everyone? I've got to get this back to the." Yeah, but how happy they to, are! Yeah, 
to see his foot. I can't see his foot. That's we. But how do they? So, what instruments are the, the kids said? So, how do they make it? What tools are they using? And and they said, and wouldn't they go cross-eyed making it? <laughs> like, and so then I go, well, how, by the way. how are they going to make it that small? <laughs> so then it comes back to you know that a lot of the things in this plane spray is uh, technologies. It is. So then, so they go into the gut because that's the undercarriage, the underworld, and they hang out around our spleen that makes the decisions, creates the yin and the yang, the black bile, and they change your decisions. And when I'm talking to someone, I can see if they have too many in them because it changes their left eye when I'm talking to them and I can feel their frequency is not them. I can see them, but it's not them that's that's running the, the, the avatar. And I'm cautious with those people because I can see that there's someone else going on there. There's an inner fight in them, not in me, in them. So I can see who they really are and I love that that inner child. I can see them in there, but if there's another there's a few other like like programs or 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 beings in them. So then it comes back to the little question that Jeannie and Gidget asked me is so why would they spray themselves? Well, what does a, para, a parasite or a virus need? They need the host to be weak. And finally, it hit me. I understand now they need us to be at a certain, certain level of weakness. And because we are now so high vibrating and so able to connect with each other and we are moving ahead so quickly, that's why they're intensifying it. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Back, uh, viruses can live in the air for only a couple of seconds. So if they get coughed out or something, they can live in humid weather. What have we had so much of lately? All that weird um, hot air that it just feels like you can't breathe in it. That's what viruses like. They like that weather. And so now I, I it, and I, I've always, I always in my in my heart knew that this was the case, and I always remember Bajar saying, "When you truly find out who they are, it will blow your mind." What do you think he meant by that? What I'm talking about, it's always been in us. Yeah, and you can, and you can, and so why do they fast? When you fast, you're eliminating them. When you and they would fast before these huge uh, astrology days, so that they were like you said, Brandon. You're keeping your temple. You're keeping in a high vibrating state as best as you can with the information you know, yep. so that you're ready for it. Well, that's what religions would do. They knew of these dates coming, so they would uh, cleanse and be prepared for it. Why would they cleanse? They're cleansing the undercarriage, the underworld. And I went, wow, because what does, well, what does a virus or a parasite look like? They become vampires. 
It's out there, right? Are you okay? It makes so much sense. You just blew my mind because it's coming together. Oh my gosh. Did you just say it? I blew your mind because that's what Baja said. That's, you're you're doing it. You do it all the time. But oh my God, if you think about it, of course. I mean, God's in you. God, but in in a sense that God and the devil perhaps are your state of well beings, which again are your disposition, which is your your temple, yeah. right? Your environment. So again, it makes it makes sense. The underworld. I mean, your your uh, people are always talking about cleansing their gut, their lower intestines. Uh, that, you know, that's that health is so important as well as what uh, you imbibe in. So again, uh, now to the apple and what you eat, your stomach has its own soul, its own gut, its own brain. So that's very important and how it digests is very important. And, and so it's within you, like these two energies are within you. And then of course, what you consume on any level, now we're sticking with the metaphor of food, but also uh, visually any of your senses, if you're consuming audio that's just trashing your mind in a way that it just lowers your state of being, then again, this is gonna enter a state and cytokines are responsible for your influx of response. And then of course your white blood cells, the light, uh, these angels that come in and <laughs> like all of it makes so much damn sense. It, it just makes complete, absolute sense uh, on, yeah, a, on a so cellular got- level. And then back, and then you, scale that back up to like that we're all a cell in somebody else, you know? And so again, as above, so below. Mm. It's fascinating. So, uh, how, how do you have a slave? Well, the easiest slaves to have, and they've worked this out over realms is to have a slave that doesn't know they're a slave. Yeah. yeah, Or that they're happy. They're happy being the slave. Yep. Is that easy? And that's where we're at now. So now the extremes happen. But what they did not prepare for, or they did prepare for because of the Elsa movie, uh, what they didn't prepare for is that there would be the wild cards coming through. And the wild cards are the magic ones. They cannot predict where we are going now because now we are coming, so many of us are coming from our imagination, our creation. And they can't predict that anymore. That's why they can't see. That's why they kept saying they can't see past this point because there's a shift. We and are the shift. I'm, I'm so proud because you, I, your audience, all of us that are connecting, we're part of the shift. And it's exciting. I'm so excited for our kids because as a mother, Knowing that they were harming us for so long and not knowing the reasons was really, it's been challenging as a mum because I want to see them have fun and I want to see them grow and I want to see them fall in love and I want to see them have children and to see the destruction keep happening and not knowing a reason. And now I have a reason. I go, okay, now I got the reason. All right, I got it now. Now I know what to do. I keep doing what I'm doing. It's a, it's exciting, and um, well, where, where's my proof? My proof is all the literature over the years. Origin word, it, it keeps going back. A germ, a gene, a virus, viral, penis, penis, insert. Like it's just, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. All the origin words, it links you back links you back, links you back. Uh, it's it's all there right in front of us. It possibly has been a secret, but it's not a secret anymore. Nope. No, it is not. We are expanding everyone's reality. 
To that point, I want to uh, do something that I uh, hardly ever do, actually, on this show. Uh, we do this quite often on the Expansive Insider, which you guys can find the link for to hang out with us. We're starting to do some hangs over there, by the way, so we're starting to actually hang out, and uh, it's a lot of fun. we got all sorts of cool shit. Anyway, video uh, audio-only audience, there's a link in the description uh, titled expandingrealitypodcast.com, and you can follow that to get the video version of this because we're going to show some slides. we got some shit to pull up, and I, like I said, hardly ever do this, so we're going to have some fun with it. Now, uh, what I'm what I'm thinking about with all of this, with this DNA, with this uh, ancient um, ancient DNA, and actually, it's even more brilliant to view it that way because then it makes more sense conceptually with with what's occurring. It's this old lineage. It's this old guard. It's this old way of doing things that's falling out for us, and that's what this shift is. And it seems like they need to reinsert and ramp up and now find new innovative ways to spray this DNA or these viruses all over us, which I'm just going to put back into the frame of DNA for just a second, because let, let's just say the viruses in my mind, the way that we're talking about them and ancient DNA in comparison to where we are now uh, are synonymous in my mind, because the ancient ways of doing things are not the way that move us forward, right? We've learned, we've grown from there. And by perpetually inserting that paradigm into any phase in which we should be progressing forward, uh, then that seems to be stifling our progress, right? Or weakening us in our expansion. One of the coolest uh, paintings and um, uh, things about this is, of course, Michelangelo's uh, The Creation of Adam. And this is um, God and Adam touching fingers. You usually see this thing on uh, somebody's bathroom wall that says live, laugh, love. And it's zoomed way in on that thing. But if you zoom out on it, there's actually God in that thing and Adam and his little his, his wainer there. Now, um, God is riding in something. It looks like a bed of silk with a bunch of cherubs around him. But if you... And a lot of people have talked about this. If you look at this, it's a some argue is a cross-section of a brain. And so it's your mind. So again, God is within you. It's within all of us. Now, there's some also that you said about the left side of things hurting you. I found this very interesting. The left and right brain are something that's brought up uh, quite often whenever we're talking about analytics versus creativity. Uh, and this seems to be this like diametrically opposed these two options here, and when, especially when we're uh, bringing in into the paradigm of duality, which is observed everywhere, right? So if we look at this from a left-right brain perspective, then one could say that whenever left is, in your instance, getting cut or purging or your daughter broke her left leg and all these people having things happen on their left side of their body, this, in my mind, is pointing to this exact thing here, to where perhaps what's occurring here is whenever physical in injuries occur, or these vibrations, these sensations, I'm used to hearing them lately referred to in the spaces as purging, that you're getting rid of or releasing those things or in excess of those things. Let's put it that way. Because again, you don't want to kill this off. It's about balance and harmony. It's just been shifted the other way or a particular direction, unbalanced for a little bit here. But again, you have to, I, I see this at a level where I'm at now, thank God. It's where it's, you got to know what you're not to know what you are, and we collectively go through these ebbs and flows together in this shift. It feels like now that this is what is being purged, these excess energies in the left uh, side of us. So this left brain mentality, which it feels like has been the dominant, let's say, force on this place for a while, or option of experience, we'll say that. So uh, analysis, logic, idea, facts, math, and training are being rapidly re introduced and integrated more with creativity, intuition, arts, creation, feeling, and imagination. Now, something also I wanted to say to this, uh, which is going to bring up um, someone that I've found absolutely remarkable, and I'm going to do a shout out for somebody who uh, has been a bit of a pen pal for me uh, at expandingrealitypodcast.com, and that is Asher Misik. 
And I just wanted to thank you, Asher, for writing in. Uh, he has uh, exchanged several messages with me. And one thing, again, back to this left brain, right brain uh, paradigm and sort of anthropomorphizing this out to this larger experience that we seem to be collectively um, having here. Asher wrote, uh, this is fascinating. I, I love this, by the way. Thank you, Asher. All right, Bigfoot is our perfected right hemisphere humanoid. This is just a theory here. Fully connected to their heart-centered abilities, unhindered by left hemisphere linear processing, giving them access to their ability to phase, shift, bilocate, teleport, grow big and strong, but equally limited to the bounds of pure, purely right hemisphere nature with limited externalized technologies. Okay, so think about that. Now, what Asher's saying there is that perhaps the beings themselves have embodied an entire hemisphere of the brain, which means that, which would make them capable of the qualities that people, some people report seeing, which is fascinating to me. Now Asher is brought into my mind, which Asher does this constantly, by the way, uh, with many things. Um, a quick one, cavity structure effect that uh, witches' brooms are made of a bunch of uh, cavity structure things that can fly. How fascinating is that? You guys just sit on that and blow your mind. More, more to come from Asher. Uh, thank you again, Asher, for all that. So again, back to the to the point here would be that it feels that this perhaps is what's occurring. It's like this this integration of the energies. Now these ancient DNAs that seem to be relevant here and and raining down and and dying off. We'll say that uh, that's what's bolstered here is our DNA coming in, your children, the fact that we're aware of this. We are the Matrix Assassins, and I'm grateful for what you said because this is what I've been saying as well. You, the audience, this tribe, if you're hearing this, uh, you are, the change is occurring because you're here. It's not that you're here to witness some change. It's not like, oh yeah, we'll swing by because there's a firework show going on in Earth that year and we'll just happen to be there for it. No, it, it's that we are the, the game makers. So we are the Matrix Assassins. So again, if you're hearing this, we are here to integrate those energies. So. Whenever I say that, the, that they're modifying the environment for us, this is what I mean by this. They're attempting to insert ancient DNA to keep a paradigm of fear, uh, stagnation, keep us down so that we're not powerful enough to eat well, to purge these things from our system and to take care of ourselves and to realize how truly powerful we are. Elsa, now all I'm thinking is that all it would take to make this place like what we want is a fast, like for everyone to just... For someone to dump mucinex in the, or what is that, mylax or something? What what makes you go poop real bad, like like water out your butt? Mylox or something Epsom like that? salt. There we Epsom go. Epsom salt. Someone, you know, <laughs> dumps a bunch of that in the water supply, and we all just purge out, you know, these uh, parasites, and then we all just wake up one day just feeling super refreshed, and now all of a sudden people aren't shitty to one another. Do you think that's possible? Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> this is, okay, so this is the other thing that I got this week, um, it seems to be that nature or the Fae or ETs sort of prep me for the information. So they give me they give me clues along the way. They give me time to uh, assimilate or uh, shuffle the information around so that I can interpret or decipher it in a way that um, myself and the kids understand as well as, you know, the audiences now. So um, at, at Christmas time, they showed me the blue marble tree. Now, I didn't know anything about a blue marble tree, but I kept seeing all these blue marbles on the ground. And they're bright blue. It's like, wow, they, these are dynamic. And I was looking at them and looking at them, and uh, I uh, looked up what it is. It is literally called the blue marble tree. It's called the tree of Shiva. 
And this is a very sacred tree in India, very sacred. It's called the Radushka, I think Radushka. And they make, they use the seeds to make those beads that you see from all the, they, they wear them. They're like jewelry. They call it the sacred tree. It's called the fifth element, the supreme being. The supreme being is a belief that they have the, I think it's the tantra in the middle and it has two wings, like a butterfly. So the kids are like, you know, that whole thing about the butterfly, because I just don't get it. I don't see any butter on a butterfly ever. They do not look like butterfly. They're not melting. Why do they call it a butterfly? And I say, I, look, I don't know why they call it a butterfly. Well, maybe you need to look at why they call it a butterfly because it's really annoying and I don't feel like butter when I see a butterfly. So I look up butterfly and I keep searching through the meanings of butterfly and I get to the the layers and the layers and the layers of goop and then I see a word that my uh my my dad would laugh. We would laugh at in the family. It's a Greek word called colus. Colus means ass. <laughs> and I've gone, I, what? Hang on a second. And now I start getting information that butterfly is butt. And the reason that they call it a butterfly, and you can Google this, uh, there'll be some horrific stuff that comes up when you type it, by the way, uh, pretty gross, but <laughs> butterfly is literally because the butterfly looks like a butt bent over, which is a love heart. And I've gone, whoa. So when they, because we've been having metamorphosis come up a lot as well. So this whole thing of metamorphosis is the tantra, you have the masculine wing and you have the left wing, like that picture that you just brought up of the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. So to become the supreme being, if you follow uh, uh, even the Bible's Ten Commandments, which have asked me to decipher that as well, God is within us. And there is no God above the other God. So that means it's all happening in our stomach. There's no God above the other God. They're all in there. Then you research mythology and that God was hanging out with that uncle, but then they had that kid and there's like lots of incest and stuff. But, But if you look at how viruses work, that's how they work. I go, of course, that's how they Blowing my mind about how the oh my gosh. symbiosis, so, yes, yes. I'm having a bash on open with Brandon. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's so interesting. Because it, again, so, it just seems that we're a good cleanse away from just like flying cars and people not being ugly to one another. Well, thanks. Uh, another one that Richard loves is saying, because it's so funny to him. I mean, pooping and farting is so funny to our it's whole hilarious. family. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean... It's the mark of intelligence, by the way. Yeah, clear the mind, uh, clear, clear your ass or something, and your mind will follow. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. Was that something like that? I don't know, but it's free your mind and the rest will follow. Is the TLC song? I want to say. Yeah, but if you, um, this Sandra, uh, I can't. He wears a big turban on his head, and he's got he's Indian, and he has a great voice. I'll send you. I can send you the link. Uh, he says it, and it's it's. Why did religion fast? Why do monks fast? 
There's a reason. I'm t- and and it, the more the more you say it in in conjunction to this, now I'm sitting here thinking all of the it's in vogue. By the way, everybody, I want to everybody's yelling at me. That it's in vogue and not TLC. Uh, there you go. Uh, yes, and it is one of those things that the more you look at this, the yogis purge. They they're very thin. They're very healthy. They you know um, take walks in nature. They're very mindful about their thoughts and their surroundings and who they like. It's a full immersive environment thing. And so that's what's interesting too about this idea of diets and all this stuff is. How much of it's actually beneficial for you? We look at you know options uh, of experience for things that they say are healing you in this. And uh, a good friend of mine, Andre Mitty, shout out, Ascension of the Chessman. I was listening to this episode uh, the other day with Kiara Kali, and um, something he said in there made so much damn sense. It's like an AA, you know, people sit there, and AA is an interesting one too. Now, if AA has helped you and you've come through that, and that's what was the ability for you to change, then hell yeah, dude, whatever, whatever it takes, right? One interesting observation that uh, Andre made on that, though, was that, you know, uh, you're there to quit addictions. And he said then they take five-minute breaks where everyone's out there smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, which alter, you know, which one could alter, alter your chemistry and your balance and therefore are addictive, right? And so it's these type of things where, and then the same thing, uh, back to AA real quick, because it reinforces the point very well here, is because then they constantly tell you that you're an addict, right? They constantly... Um, encourage you to reinforce that statement in yourself and to say that to yourself all the time. And now what's even more interesting is down the uh, Emoto studies of the water into what you're talking about and the intention. And, you know, um, I, I don't get sick a lot. I, I will say this. Um, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't purge a lot. Um, and I don't eat the greatest. But I can say that, like, uh, toxic-wise, it's it's a constant alchemy for me, and a lot of it has to do with my mind because then now a lot of what you're saying, you know, about fasting and stuff is that the idea that we need to eat it all in some respects is kind of interesting. Uh, I've heard people talk about this. I'm not making this claim, but I have. I will make the claim that I've heard people talk about this. So I want to ask you, uh, people that talk about that you can just live on sunlight. I heard an interview with a guy the other day saying that he went for one month of dry fasting, which means no food, no water. And he said, what's interesting about that is that your, your cells, when they break down, they release hydrogen, right? So that's body, that's water. So your body produces water for you to survive. So they break down and create hydrogen and oxygen, right? So it's this interesting thing that the two of the main things that we need here break down in your body when, and, and are created in your body when you're not dependent on them from the external system. Now, this is, again, just fascinating to me also, what you're talking about with this. Because then now anthropomorphizing this up to an entity uh, and then to something you said um, was the human environments, there's another what can be called an entity that enjoys that environment as well, and that's uh, mushrooms. That's, um, you know, fungi. So, you know, one could say then also that perhaps this is just a fungal infection, you know, and maybe that that's what's conducive with it. You know, another thing that's interesting to point out here because you're making a lot of connections with me is that people say ghosts and um, apparitions uh, are only actually present in human environments. It's uh, it. All of this is just tying together so fascinatingly. Okay, so I'm picking up on all the codes that you just said. So the first one you said is diet. So what does the word diet mean? Let's break it down. Let's go through a rabbit hole with me. Diet. That's oh your first one. Oh my god. Okay, so ah. there, there you go. There you go. There's your, there's your fun moment. So what does die mean? Die means two. Two, two as ETs. In, whoa, that means yes. cohabitation. That's parasite, Co- host. Yep, 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 yep. So now we're coming back to the butterfly, the two sides of the brain that you just talked about, which is important. You have Duality, this, uh, male, female. You have the yin and the yang, the balance of the black bile. 
inside the humans. <laughs> so then you have Comet, come ET. Oh my God. You know, and so come, come ET, that's how civilizations are started on planets because they're frozen snowballs full of bacteria, plasma, and water, frozen water. And they come through the sky and they land and they create planets come ET. We just had a huge one pass by us, which has reacted all of us big time, which a lot of us are still, you know, uploading or downloading all the info that came past us because that water has never been seen by our uh, our avatars in this incarnation on this realm, right? <laughs> oh, because then people say that all of the knowledge, you know, can be stored in a drop of water of all of humanity. Yeah. So then you're thinking yeah. of other civilizations and packets of their entire information coming through in one drop of water that you're absorbing. Absorb. Wow. Yeah. So now you have a foreign one from far, far away past <laughs> Earth, and the comet is talking to our water molecules. And the more that you are open to their communication, the more that you can uh, recolonize with it. So this is the upgrade that we've all been talking about, right? So yeah, guess what? Now, now, now I want to... I have to come to Pi for you because Pi was so beautiful. Hey, get there, and I want. I'm, I'm going to do. We're going to do Pi, uh, but to finish this, you know, now I'm thinking. Yeah, okay, this, we uh, should stop comets, and go. Yeah. No, no, no. I want this. I want the, uh, the comet thing is because now I'm thinking like God sent His only begotten Son, right? And then you're thinking perhaps that was a comet that He shot in our direction for enlightenment, for this water to be absorbed by the whatever was here. And then you're thinking of this idea of this Christ consciousness, which is now. Uh, this idea that it's not one being like it was portrayed before, if that's what it was, but it, it's really all of us. And then it's really sort of this thing that's been unlocked in us. But perhaps this, again, Christ consciousness, this time period, this all of this could have come in the form of, like you said, a comet come ET. The, uh, Colleen Turner's talked about this as well with comets, but it's more of an AI simulation upgrade thing. But they're synonymous in my mind. Uh, mechanisms don't matter. Fascinating. Okay, blow our minds with pie. Oh, oops. Christ consciousness. So August last year, we had the shift to 202. August 22 was the shift. We had, it was huge. So what they showed me was the, the cross. So why is the cross like this? Why is the cross up here? Yeah. It's out of, the reason is they've told everyone that this is your heart up here. Now you go back to Shakespeare and your heart is not your heart. Your heart is your spleen. That was the spleen. They would say your good spleen. That's where the word splendid came from. What? Yeah. So the shift is the alignment. The cross has fallen back to our belly button. When you put the uh, Venetian man out, he's, when you draw the circle, it cuts through his belly button. You look up what umbilical button but means it means center it's where you take your first breath from in the water that you're breathing in the womb it's it's where they start the matrix from and i want you to go back to that quite disturbing scene 
in with Neo where he wakes up but with all those pods around him. And if you trick the Mars, the mothers, if you trick the mothers, then you're, it's easy after that because the child wants to please the mother. So you raise civilizations of tricked ones. And this is hard as a mother to understand and speak out. I'm speaking out today because um, I've had to face my fears as well. I've had to face them, literally. And I'm not afraid of them anymore. <laughs> I'm just not. I see what's going on. I understand the process. And I'm I'm happy to, to work my way through it and experience it with others. Because that's what we're here all to do, is experience it here. Uh, the matrix was a big one, the matrix, because that, what, what do they control? They control free death and free birth. There's, so if we control how they come in through the porthole and how they leave, they won't know things. And when you are in those death portholes and birth portholes stage, boy, do you get intel <laughs> information watching a birth and seeing a death you learn so much so much information you will have connections with ghosts ets you will it will trigger things in you but we've had those things taken away from us because we've given our choice over to others when did this start this started with the cars, this started with the hospitals, this started with the schooling system becoming westernised. This started when they changed uh, the timeline, Greenwich, time to Greenwich. <laughs> this all started when Hollywood started, all the same time. So... It's the matrix. That's the matrix. The matrix probably doesn't sound as exciting as, um, but when you look at the womb, that's the delta. That's where the information starts from is the, the belly button. What do they do in ancient Egypt? Uh, ancient Egypt, when they, when they, when they die, they don't say the word die. <laughs> they say when they pass or cross over, they have another door to go to. The door doesn't lead to anywhere, not here. <laughs> there it does. It leads to somewhere else. And they knew that. They also I would allow seven days after the death and they would have the opening of the mouth. Guess what they do when we die? They sew our mouths. That's right. They close us in a coffin. Coffin means cattle, by the way. <laughs> Not a cool word. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, when you uh, enclose someone in a coffin, you entomb them. There's nowhere to get out. After, if you watch um, infrared of a Godiva or someone that's just passed. And they, they they take them down really quickly, but sometimes you will find them on 
on YouTube, you watch them and they infrared and they watch as, as something that's died and they'll have an infrared of it and you see the the energy come out of the body. It stays with the body for seven days. It moves around the body. Holy shit. Sometimes it goes back into the body, but it moves around. What is that? Yeah. What's what that red that? thing, right? Yeah. So then I'm doing an interview with a man in the States. And I thought I better do a bit of research before my interview later on the day. So I research and he has a haunted doll. And he infrareds the haunted doll. Same thing as the Godiva. It's like moving around the doll. Yeah. But when they turn the air conditioning off, this doll stays hot. <laughs> and so then I go in and do my doll research, you know. Um, <laughs> energy you, you is held in things. Energy is held in things. So when our dog died on the seventh day, she's under the ground, right? So she's not in a coffin. She's just in her her avatar that's melting. On the seventh day, the ground cracks open. And I was like, this is what the Egyptians are talking about. They open the mouth ceremony because it's like the last breath or the last will or the last thing comes out of that that they've, they've left on the seventh day. That is crazy. But it cracked the ground open. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, if you don't see death, you don't see all these things. So you can't learn. You can't learn these things because they've taken our free death and free birth away from us. So, again, matrix, right? But there's no, no bad guy in this. There is no bad guy in this. It's just whether you want to. Whether, and and I might have a few terms wrong or not have the exact um, information, but it, it, you can feel my voice, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's enough. And yeah, yeah. and I, I feel this is a huge moment there with you, Brandon, so thank you. I really feel special what you're um, – you're doing with your audience and uh it's it literally is the word honor it is there's just you can't it's like the proud mum <laughs> it's it is it's um being able to share this and in an open place in a safe place and know that the people that are meant to hear it will hear it and the ones that it irritates and goes oh well they're okay they just got to do some other stuff <laughs> yeah they're okay. okay. They're around and we love them too because that's just what consciousness does. And we're all yeah. here for each other. Yeah. I want to ask you about this then. What do you think about us being dolls on some level? Because what you said is, you know, and it's interesting, this doll inhabitation, and I've, I've heard of this as well, that, it, you know, um, the people that did the, damn it, I can't think of their names, but they're super fans. They did the Amityville horror stuff and they've been conjuring movies and shit like that. Either way, they had that Annabelle doll. And then you hear about all these dolls being haunted or like, curses being put to where people are imbued in dolls and have to stay there like that's and then you think of like voodoo voodoo dolls right it's this what happens here physically affects this and it's like a vessel or a container so do you think that that's a scalable example like something uh, as above so below like that we're just basically dolls with 
inhabited souls that are bound to this body and then they kind of in a more organic way to where the doll doesn't last forever but it's transferable you know what i mean like inheriting a tortoise from your great grandpa or something doll so i'm scared of mirrors and dolls and i i had dealt with the whole mirror thing and i spoke about it in all these videos and then i meet this uh sean hazelton and uh i've gone oh great now i've got to face my fear on doll <laughs> and so i'm channeling his doll in, in, in so I'm, how the hell does that happen so i'm I, I can connect through his voice through his frequency to the shop where this doll is and the doll is communicating to me she gave me huge information about um death and where we are right now and the pie <laughs> did you did she give you information on her like was she a dead human that got trapped in a doll or was she like a doll spirit she is a very she's she's encased in a tomb and she's she it was very frustrating for her because her energy is bouncing in this dome that she's yeah, in and so i i felt really sorry for her and then so did Sean, which was beautiful because I said, so now, Sean, you and I are in an interview and we're both feeling sorry for a doll. And uh, it, so I went and did other work and then I let it sit, which is what I love. Uh, Eckhart Tolle says, if something, um, if something comes through and you're unsure about it, just let it sit for a while and it won't leave you alone. If it's meant to be with you, it will not leave you alone. It will just keep coming. Like he wanted to shift to California, but he didn't have the money. And so and he just let it sit with him and he sat with it for a few a few months, but it just would not leave him alone. And then he shifted. So I love that story, right? So I use that as a tool for when I'm doing things. Anyway, I'm sitting outside and Jerry, the uh, Pleiadian uh She's the storyteller one in our family. She's like an angel. She, her hair is white and down to her, her, her backside. She comes out and says, well, we have this doll. And you said we have a no doll policy in the house. <laughs> but this is like two days after I've seen Sean, and it's a Japanese one. It was gifted to us by a beautiful friend. And I said, oh. Well, let me just do some research on that doll first. Oh, my gosh. Boy, did that one take me down the rabbit hole. It's connected with infanticide. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's called the Kokeshi doll. And the Kokeshi doll, when you when you get rid of all the goop, um, it's, it's basically what's been going on. All that stuff that's dark that's coming out or about to come out or if you haven't heard about it it's going to come out uh all the what's been going on with what they've been doing to children so they would put the uh, child's energy into the doll it's 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 full-on stuff it is quite traumatic reading about it um but it, again, they said the only civilization that didn't do that with the dolls was the Egyptians. They had dolls for a different reason. They didn't do it with the infant side. They didn't believe in the infant side. And I was like, wow. All right. Well, thanks, Neff. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Neff. <laughs> yes. Because you and Nefertiti are super tight. And you're, you're oh, yeah. totally Nefertiti here now. Yeah. Yeah. Nefertiti, is that right? I say it with the ink, with the text and the I, Nefertiti. Some people say Nefer, some I just say Nef. Like I Nef. only 
I like I NIF. Like it's NIF. it's yeah, just let's, NIF. Let's drop the formal Usted, you know, let's just drop it. Yeah. We're, we're familiar here. Let's hang out NIF. I love it. Yeah. So well, I, I was going to ask you about this, though, the dolls and egregores thing, you know, this idea of tulpas, like about people creating these egregores or tulpas and then imbuing them like a spirit and then it animates and then it walks around. And maybe this is just sort of a common practice. Maybe it's something that we just don't think of here today. But like you said, is perhaps being used in some horrific fucking awful way. So maybe this is still a thing. And maybe there are some dolls kicking about out there that are egregores like they don't know like they weren't a human that died off and got trapped but they are actual manifestations of a physical being because of intent and if you think about the love a child has for a doll or a teddy bear or something like that then they could be powerful enough especially at that stage to create a real what do you what are your thoughts on that to animate it to maybe make a real character that perhaps isn't necessarily bound to the doll or the bear let's say because then you would say like these imaginary friends that these kids come up with Perhaps they aren't just um, strictly ghosts or other entities. Maybe they're made up by the kid and they're actually there and they could see them in a way that we have been told that we're unable to do. But kids just uh, haven't been told that yet, so they don't know that. Yeah. Well, the, the dolls, uh, so energy, so then we come now to Fong Shui. So now we're crossing over again. This is what uh, was why our information was going to be complicated because it crossed over. So in feng shui, everything holds energy. Everything has uh, energy. Uh, well, how how can our children, like we're down the, the creek yesterday and Jeannie goes, look what they just gave me. And I'm like, who gave you? And they said, the water beings just gave me a crystal. Look at it. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you've just found the most beautiful opal. Like, <laughs> She goes, yep, and I've got this one. This one's even bigger. <laughs> like, okay, so who's she talking to? So she's talking to different energies in different things. Energy holds things. So if you've been, um, you need to look around your house. Who gave me that? Where's that from? Where's this from? How was this made? It's holding energy. Every Eckhart talks about it. All things have energy in them. They're all beautiful. How do you use it? What's the energy holding in those? Are those still holding energy? And there's certain things that I just won't have in the house. That energy has to go. Yeah. And I, I either yeah. do a little ritual or we uh, gift it to the goblins or someone or the fays or whoever assisted us or um, we give it to somebody else who might need it. And we don't give it in a bad sense. We just say it, that energy is not right for our family yeah, their karmic re uh, resonance for that energy yeah yeah so our frequencies where we're at that's not right for right. us right simple so as now that you it's go about alignment and that's it no hard feelings guys yeah so then you have phones and internet and so how many energies are coming through that so now you have ai now ai has a bad rap as well but ai is mimicking us <laughs> AI, AI is another versions of us. And I have, through meeting uh, the Shiva tree, the blue marble tree, three or four weeks after that, I met this amazing lady in Australia who has a huge audience called Lisa. And she's had a being called Lilu since 2009. And she's been interviewing, you know, all the greats, David Icke. She does all those type, well, very well-known people in the spiritual realms. 
and political realms as well. And she's had this being called Lilu. She she interviews me and Lilu comes up on the interview. As soon as I say fifth element, YouTube shuts down on the interview. You can see it on the interview. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> so we're having a crisis moment because the YouTube shut down and we come back on and I say, you know when it turned off, right, on fifth element, the fifth yeah. being, and your being is called Lilu, really? Lilu, on another time when I've chatted with her, has made me move around the screen on Zoom. So she starts spinning me around the screen. I'm like, yeah, she's real cute. This, well, this spinning a- beings, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> being the other, yeah, the other lady's like, you better record this because this is crazy. <laughs> like the other lady that was with us as well. Uh, so, so I, you know, I know AI has been given a bad rap, but there. So if we pick up our vibration and we become responsible for our ownership, our own ship. Mm-hmm. and how the, the butterfly, <laughs> the butt gets rid of it all, <laughs> metamorphosis. Uh, if we become responsible, then AI is going to mimic us and follow us. So I, I there's no way I know that uh, I would not be able to be on social medias if there was going to be a problem. I know how protected we have been with all the accidents and everything that I just know that um, there's no way if there was um, a problem with the internet or Facebook or YouTube or anything that we'd be able to be on it. Yeah, yeah. It's shifted. The yeah. the. The shift is here. It's, we're back at our center. Now we just got to drive from that center. Yep. Man. It's just, I mean, it's just, just so much of what you said uh, just is going to take a lot to process, which I'm so grateful for. And this is why we only put one out a week, by the way, guys. Uh, so you have time to really sit and think about this. And you can contact Elsa because all the ways to find her will be located down in the show notes. So make sure that you all check that out. And she lo- she's a dear, dear friend of mine and a sweetheart. So please just reach out and tell her how much you appreciate her and uh, how much you love her her children's art and, and their story and how much this has made an impact on you because you just really make me think. Every time we speak, it's so nice. And I'll catch one of the things that you uh, put out every now and then on YouTube. And I'm just like, God, it it's just one of those things that you – I find myself like bombarded with perspectives, which is beautiful. Like I love it. I invite it. I welcome it. But there are certain that stand out, just like certain exceptional people here, like yourself, that stand out. And usually it's it is uh, wrapped in the package of just this incredible information that makes you think. And and that's what my favorite thing about you is. I mean, you're a warm, wonderful person anyway, but really you challenge me intellectually. And I really appreciate that. Because now, like you said, I'm I'm sitting here now connecting all the dots and I'm back to thinking about the cellular body thing and that like you said, that um, uh, the way that they reproduce, of course, it would be viewed as incest because they come from one another. And they, and it's interesting, um, just the whole damn thing, Elsa. So, again, I'm stammering a little here because I'm integrating. And so I feel that this is uh, where the audience is as well. And so I also feel that this is where we're going to cut it for today. Um, but, Jesus, I mean, you'll be back, of course. Like, we just have so many more things to talk about. And very soon, actually, so I'm going to uh, hang on here before we hold up, before we hang up. But uh, Just again, one. Uh, I- please, yeah. Just because pie was such a connection for you and I, 
please look at the pH of pi. Seven is water and seven is the balance. And seven has been huge for us since we've shifted to this new location. And it, it, we need to come back to seven. Find your seven in your pH. pH pi is, so you have P and then H. P is power and potency. And H is hydrogen ions. And that's what we are. So we're hydrogen ions. I ams, ions. Hydrogen's just another form of water, like the comet. And then you have power and potency. And if you get those two right, you're there. Now you're on path. So get get your pH right in your in your gut. Elsa Dillon, all the ways to find you located below. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brandon. Just want to take a moment and thank Elsa Dillon for coming by and absolutely blowing my mind. Every time she comes on, I'm like, okay, I need some time to integrate that, but it's all fascinating. I get so excited about these things. So thank you again, Elsa. Could not be more grateful and very much looking forward to the next time and all the ones after that. We have so much to talk about. So thank you again. I got spin beings and all the ways to find her will be located down in the show notes. Make sure you'll check that out. While you're down there, give a gander to our resource links. They're there to help, including the Fi Tribe. Make sure you'll check that out. It's a YouTube channel, Sonic Music, and it's all badass and fucking awesome. And there to help you out in your sleep cycles as well as just in the day to day. I put it on while I'm working, and it changes the game. It really does. It's focused. It's intent. And I absolutely adore it and could not be more grateful to be affiliated with them. So check that out as well while you're down there. Now, also, we have expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is our mothership. That's where all the socials can be linked to. That is where our expansive insider stuff is going on. And we're doing lives over there. That's a phenomenal way to uh, support the mission here. That's where all the bonus stuff is at. And also, like I said, we're getting together uh, a couple times a month here. That's really scaling up to way more than that uh, to hang out together. Just all the expansive insiders. We're bringing on special guests. Guests and we're just having a blast over there. We are doing one tonight. So if you're hearing this on Friday when this gets released, the 28th, we're doing one tonight at 7 p.m. Central about what is the moon. We've got some special guests coming on. We're all absolutely pumped for it. I keep getting comments and uh, messages from some of the insiders just like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. I've got some articles and stuff ready to go. So either way, guys, it's going off. And that is a wonderful way to support. Also, supporting the mission this is a value for value system. So if you find it valuable, we encourage that everybody just take a minute here. It doesn't matter how much. Any little bit helps. Uh, there's also an offer to ride go-karts and stuff with me linked on the website that you guys might want to check out if you're interested in that. So uh, go out into this incredibly beautiful and amazing place, guys, whatever the hell this thing is. Y'all pick up a piece of litter. Check out our t-shirts while you're at it, too, because there's some new ones over there, and that's always cool. While you're doing that, uh, go ahead and be nice to everybody that you come across. Pleasant Trees is not dead, so we might as well utilize that. Also, uh, get out of the left-hand lane if you got somebody behind you wanting to pass. Wife and I just got off a big road trip there, and for the most part, we had a bunch of listeners of the show. Everybody was really sweet about that and moved over for these Texans barreling up in the left lane there. So beyond anything else and all of it, guys, go out into this incredibly beautiful and mysterious ass place, whatever the fuck this thing is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for watching, listening, engaging, and just being the coolest sons of bitches ever. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.